Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCready, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCready. Enjoy today's part three episode of The Fuhrer's Principle where leaders become misleaders. I give some very concrete characteristics of those misleaders and a couple of concrete things that you can do to begin to walk on in your life and come out from under that control. Remember, always address yourself first and let the Lord lead you into new depths of freedom. I hope this provokes you to go deeper with Him and to connect more with me. Hey everybody, good to be together again today for the Fuhrer's Principle Part 3. So why the Fuhrer's Principle? Well, this is a principle that's been around for a very long time. And it's when a leader becomes a misleader. They are not leading you to Christ. They are not leading you to the Father's table to take your seat that you might learn of Him and know Him and grow and flourish No, they want to lead you to themselves. And a part of that reason is because they have a very strong sense of self-grandiosity. Now, all of us have this capacity. Some, it's more highly developed than others. So every one of us eventually has to face that we are making much of ourselves. We have to face at whatever degree Holy Spirit is showing us We have to face that we all have this propensity towards making much of ourselves, and then on the flip side, we make less of ourselves. This is a part of the condition of the old man is that he's a god and a worm all at the same time, and so this is where we can flip from one to the other. When the cross comes into our life, the Holy Spirit begins to use that power, use that unbelievable ability of the finished work of Jesus to begin to expose within us that which is of self and that which is born of Christ. And the two are nothing alike. And so there is a very deep chasm, a very deep divide that must come within us. But if this does not come to us, then what we do typically is we've traded in our evil for the good of man. And when that thing starts to uh, grow and flourish, that is, oh my friends, that is some danger, danger. So I want to just describe a little bit to you today of what it is when the good of man begins to flourish, not the good of Christ within us, from the source of God himself, but from the source of self, when the goodness of man is, uh, ooh, it is on the rise, it is on the increase, uh, you can call it narcissistic, uh, you can call it whatever you want, narcissism is just on the very um, strong end of the spectrum of self. But it's all still self, and there's all still one solution, which is the cross of Christ, uh, which leads us into uh, then sharing in the very nature of Christ himself. This is our only hope. 
Uh, you can't just tamp it down, okay, and try to go to the worm side, if you will, of, of you know, uh, this uh, dichotomy of, of the old, of the self, which is good and evil. Remember, that was all on the same tree. Then there was the tree of life, which is Christ. There is a deep divide that's getting ready to have to come on all levels, not just for the superstars of the church, not just for celebrities, but for every single one of us, if we're going to be finishers, if we're going to step in to who God has made us to be through Christ, who he's made us to be to him for his purposes that we might walk in oneness with him. So this self-grandiosity uh, when it is flourishing and it's being uncovered and exposed, it can be pretty staggering. But let's just look at a little bit of what are some of these characteristics of a person that is operating in this misleading. Uh, because they want to lead people to themselves. They really do deep down believe they're really good. Uh, they really do believe they're the answer, uh, that they've got it, uh, they can do it. Uh, you just get people to church and they'll get them saved. You know, you just drive them to the house and, uh, you know, I'll get them, I'll get them saved. You know, this kind of thinking that somehow we just need to get them to this one person at the church. No, no, that's not going to work. Okay. And uh, we've got to recognize it's the full house that God is a uh, center stage where he's flourishing and all of the members and there is this great, collaborative, wonderful, symphonic work of the house of God uh, that will accomplish God's purposes. Uh, it is not a one-man show or a one-woman show. So some of these characteristics uh, are that they violate and disregard the rights and boundaries of others. Now, this may be very subtle. They may just keep showing up at your house unannounced and, oh, in the beginning days, you just think that's so awesome. They're thinking of you. They just show up. They just wanted to check in. But this constant need to just appear and to think that you can just show up whenever you want, however you want, that you can cross boundaries. You can go up the stairs at people's houses and visit their kids without uh, really checking with anyone to see if that's okay. Uh, that they will cross your boundaries in conversations and uh, make much of themselves in the conversation, and then they can um, dismiss you from conversations also. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady. Uh, and they can have you leave the room because they're so busy. Rather than just letting you know up front, uh, you know, maybe by having their door closed, that they are not available. Um, and so there is a disregard for other people's rights and boundaries. Uh, there's also an inability really to distinguish right and wrong. Their sense of self-awareness is really at a low ebb. Uh, they really do not understand the impact that they have on other people because their levels of self-awareness are very low. And so they have a very hard time distinguishing between right and wrong. Uh, that's because they themselves think they are the source of what is right and wrong. And so they, they have a lot of self-reference um, uh, going on in their life and in their dealings with others. Uh, they really don't have any remorse or empathy. They are not properly bonded 
and therefore, uh, they do not really feel uh, for others. This is quite dangerous, but yet they can appear to be very caring, very charming. Uh, they're the hero in the crisis, in the tragedy, um, and they just seem to know what to do. They're kind of a superhero figure in their own eyes. They have a tendency to lie and not know it, uh, because if it serves their purposes, then they will use an untruth just as much as they will use the truth. They do manipulate and hurt others, and typically that's when they sense that they are in danger. If they sense any rejection coming, if they sense what they consider to be a threat, uh, then they can really begin to manipulate and hurt others, but fully justify it within themselves. Now, there, there are plenty of others, um, such as a failure to accept their uh, responsibility for their own actions. Um, they, um, you know, they they just can be quite callous and quite caring. They, they've got the flip down. They can flip from one to the other depending on the circumstance. But let me say this before I close today. I want to tell you five ways. Once you recognize that you're in this kind of relationship, uh, and again, this is not exhaustive. Uh, I'm not prescribing to you exactly what you need to do in your life. I just want you to know there are some very uh, real ways and things that you can do uh, to limit your interactions uh, with people. Number one, when you are having to talk with this kind of person, keep your emotions in check because they can either soar you with their flattery or rip you down with their criticism uh, or say things that are so bold that it just freaks you out. You just cannot believe they've said it. But they don't care how they control you as long as they control you. They love to get a reaction. So what you need to do in your response to what the Lord is doing in your life, okay, do not try to outfox, do not try to outwit, do not try to win, do not get in a power struggle. You need to keep your own emotions in check. You need, that's going to take a little bit of time for the Lord to do this in you so that not so that you beat them or win over them. They are not the focus. Remember, they, they do love to be the focus, but they're not the focus. You and your life with the Lord, that's your focus. So you're going to keep your emotions in check so that you can continue to hear Holy Spirit so you can just keep moving. Just keep moving in your life. You don't have to respond or you don't really have to do anything uh, necessarily with this person uh, you also do not want to reveal intimidation. Uh, you, you need to be led by the Holy Spirit in this. You also don't need to buy into all their stories, into all their narratives of what they're saying or explaining, why they did such and such, of what's really going on. They're not the gospel. They're not your source of truth any longer. The Lord is. And he will speak truth to you and you will be able to walk on in your life and move forward. And just as a side note, if there's any way that your communications with them can be on paper in an email or on Zoom or something like that where it's an online communication and not in person, sometimes that's just best uh, because 
control tactics do tend to work initially much more when you are in person. They can override that. That sense of, of power that they like to carry can begin to uh, tap in on your people-pleasing stuff or on your fear or whatever it may be. They love, love to draw you in by flattering you about your giftings, and then they love to control you uh, by your vulnerabilities and insecurities. So these are just a few things. I know it was very quick. Please, please give some thought to it. I'm not saying this is exhaustive. I'm not saying this is the prescription to fix everything. I just want you to be aware of some very concrete patterns that can be happening and some very concrete steps that you can take. But all of it, my friend, means to lead you to a deeper dependence upon Holy Spirit within you so that you can live your big life and that you can walk in sovereignty over your life, your home, uh, your decisions, so that you can move forward with God. Because these are the days, my friends, that we need to be under the deep fellowship and leadership of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Have a great day. Give these things some thought, and I will talk to you soon. Love you all. If you'd like information on how to book Nancy McCready for an event or speaking engagement, visit nancymccready.com.